Warning. The following show contains material that may not be suitable for children, Bible thumpers, or conservatives. Do not attempt to recreate any of the stories from the show as this may result in harm or anal tears. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh my God, Jesus. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gay Bible. If you've kind of already gathered from that lame intro, you can already tell that it's not usually what you're used to hearing. When you tune into this episode every single week, the intro is usually high strung, you know, high energy. You know, it's something where you kind of feel like, you know, you're probably like, oh, my God, he sounds like he's on coke. Um, Granted, I haven't done that yet, but maybe maybe one day. Maybe I'll do an episode where I'm strung out on something. No, of course, I'm kidding. I would never do that with your guys' knowledge. Anyways, so as you've already gathered, the energy is kind of low today. It's a little bit more passionate, and I'm going to tell you exactly why this is. Now, for this week's episode, we are going to try something new, completely something new that we haven't done before. And in saying that, I am choosing to be vulnerable and truly show some humility for this week's episode. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous. I'm very nervous, but I'm okay with it. You know, I have come to terms with the fact that it is okay to be vulnerable. I mean, all of my guests do it. So I think it's only right that I finally do it for a change and not just kind of vulnerable being completely vulnerable in a way that I haven't been in a very long time. But I feel like for this week's episode, it is a requirement that I must fulfill. So full discretion, if you're just trying to tune in for this week's episode to get a laugh and, you know, use these next 30 to 40 minutes to escape your world and, you know, come into mine, then you might want to tune into next week's episode because that's not what we're doing for this one. So for this week's episode, it is not supposed to be funny. It is supposed to have a real conversation that no one is trying to have, but on a if if this episode can provide any kind of exciting news or anything like that, the only thing I can offer is this is going to be the third testament to the gay Bible. If you haven't seen the other ones, please go to episode four and six. They're great episodes. So you're probably wondering, what are we going to be talking about? Well, here it goes. We are going to be talking about rejection. What does that mean? And how have I had my fair share of it? Now, there are different kinds of rejection. There are different levels So let me cue you in on some of them. There is the kind where you are left on red when the guy that you've been mad crushing on doesn't look back at you when you've been eye-fucking him for the past 15 minutes. When someone that promised you endless terms of endearment already gave it to someone with the name that starts with X and ends with the last name goodbye. When a guy that you opened up to out of all the other ones comes to your apartment to only make you and your roommate feel worthless and inadequate. 
When the guy you've been talking to online ghosts you for no apparent reason. When someone finds someone else and advertises it to you on purpose. When the guy you fall in love with lies to you about who he is only to reveal who he truly is when it is too late. When someone likes to play games with you, however, there can only be one winner. And the worst, when you finally give the guy who's been constantly hitting you up on your DMs the time of day, and then once you give them what they want, they leave quicker than the time it takes to hit unfollow. I know rejection because I have lived it. I have experienced it from the very first time I looked at myself in the mirror and I confessed to myself who I was. Rejection is something that we all know, but no one talks about it. We go through life acting like we have never been rejected. Why? Why? Does it make you feel weak? A loser? A clingy ass bitch? I'll let you decide that. But to the people that have rejected others for no apparent reason, does it make you feel strong? When you have the upper hand, the power to call the shots, does it make you feel like a man? We need to stop acting like we like someone just so we can have an endless amount of DMs so you don't feel lonely or unhappy with yourself at the end of the day. We need to normalize being honest with people about how we feel about them. If we don't truly care for someone, let them go so they can find a person who truly does. If we do not like someone, say it. Say it with kindness. Say it with respect. For you to show them kindness means that you truly understand what it means to be on the receding end of that conversation. Allow yourself to repent of this thinking that there will always be something better for you, even though that person is right in fucking front of you. He is there waiting for you to knock off your immature bullshit. He is there waiting for you at a moment's notice when you've had an awful day, when you feel like the odds of the world are stacked up against you and someone to hold you in their arms as you cry because no one else is there to take on that kind of job. You know what happens to people like you that always thought that there was something better? You wake up one day and that is the worst thing that can happen to you. You are alone. You are truly and utterly alone. You are alone and that's your fault. No one else's. You wake up, you're 30, you're something 40 years old, and you notice that you're all alone while the people that you rejected and took for granted have moved on to someone that should have been you. That is my testament, and I am sticking to that wholeheartedly, period, no excuses. I'm not ashamed to sit here and speak in a fucking mic right now and say that I have probably been rejected more times in a VHS tape. And I'm sure with the majority of you guys, it has gotten to the point where you no longer go on dates or meet new people and think to yourself, oh my God, I wonder if he's the one. It has evolved to the, oh my God, I wonder how this guy is going to screw me over, play games with me, or worse, break my heart and not even blink twice about it. It has made a community with nothing more than a bunch of boys that have nothing more than trust issues and commitment issues. And when I say commitment, I don't mean monogamy or anything that goes along with that because I don't truly believe in that shit. I'm talking broadly. What it truly means in this situation, in this conversation, it means sticking around long enough to see if the story is worth finishing, not because the cover is cool or anything, but because the story means more to you than anything and is worth finishing. And the reason I'm saying this is because after enough time, it makes you cold. 
until there is nothing left than a hard shell of a person. I'm speaking to everyone that has been rejected by someone that has made you feel worthless, has made you question if you're beautiful, likable, and worth loving. I am sitting here right now because I love you. We don't know each other. You're probably thinking I'm talking out of my ass, but I do love you. Every single person that tunes into this show that writes in, I truly love you. Because if nobody's saying it to you right now, I'm going to say it to you right now. And that probably sounds cringy to somebody who doesn't truly understand what that means. But I'm going to say it to you. I love you, bitch. I know getting rejected in this manner, it makes you want to be cold and start looking at people as objects instead of people. And in many ways, this is just a way to protect yourself. And I understand this. I almost allowed this to happen to me. And it really did make me sad but I pushed through it because I know I could not live that kind of life. Now, I'm not going to fill your head with a bunch of bullshit. I am going to tell you how it is. This person that rejected you, this person is not thinking about you. This person does not care about you. This person is not losing sleep over you. So why the fuck would you spend one second of your precious time on this earth thinking about them? You have to push through this because if you don't, you'll end up just like them alone and wondering why that is. To the people that have been rejected for whatever reason, it is none of your goddamn business why this person is not interested in you. Not at all. Now, you're probably thinking, how can I tell if a guy is interested in me? Now, I'll be a little honest even more. Some of you really do need to learn how to take a hint. But sometimes this does not apply because you will meet people that want to drag you along in their life for the only purpose of knowing that they can. We have all been in this situation, but we do nothing about it. But you also need to know how to identify this. So let's get into it. But before we do, things that are worth mentioning. Ignore the DMs or the comments to the stories. These do not mean jack shit. The constant texting throughout the day, stop. You're wasting your time. It doesn't mean anything. If a guy is truly not interested in you, he leaves your ass on red. He takes forever to respond. He always wants to hang out, but will never officiate the plans, meaning he will never reach out to make those plans. When you go to a party and he wants to hang out with everybody else besides you, he's late. He always asks to extend these plans that you guys have made together for his convenience. If a guy only knows how to comment, you're so hot, fucking leave. Huge indication that this person does not know how to fucking talk to you or have a deeper, meaningful conversation with you. You fight to get in any word when you are with this person. After sex, he immediately cleans up and gets dressed always comes up with excuses to why you cannot hang out and these excuses will seem valid they will seem real they're not they're truly not he overlaps his plans he only will give you a certain amount of his time because he's busy and finally he likes to talk about his ex which that is a huge fucking red flag run for the hills baby the reason i started with these first is because there is a light at the end of the tunnel with this conversation so the signs that this guy truly does like you He makes time for you even in the most inconvenient times. He will revolve his schedule around you. He takes the lead on dates and plans it so that he can impress you. He touches you in public so that others know that you're his even though you're not. He doesn't talk about making future plans because he already knows that you'll be in them. 
he starts to tell you things about himself that he usually would never tell anybody else unless it was his family member or one of his closest, dearest friends. He looks at you when you're not even paying attention. My favorite though, beyond favorite, when he offers to give you a back massage, even though you didn't ask for it. When you're with him, you feel proud. You feel uplifted to be with them. There has been so many situations where I have finished hanging out with someone and in a weird way felt like complete shit about myself. This is a major indication that he does not like you. And he teases you, but never past the point where you are not smiling. Now, you are probably wondering why this episode, why am I getting so passionate about this topic? Because I am done with my time being wasted, and you guys should be too. Normalize calling people the fuck out on their bullshit, especially when that comes to your emotions. When you're doing this, you're never asking, what did I do? Because like I said, that's none of your goddamn business. We are done pretending and putting on a fake smile on our face because we are too scared to say what we feel. Because really, what are you scared of? Think about that. What are you truly scared of, of calling this person out? Are you scared that since this community is so small that your words are going to be circulated, that you're what, some crazy bitch? If calling someone out for being a jackass makes you a crazy bitch, then I'm the fucking craziest bitch you'll ever meet. Now, full discretion, before doing this, if you're going to call somebody out, you already know I have the play-by-play book of how to do this properly and successfully. Never do this in a group of people. There is a time and there is a place for this. Read the fucking room. Always do this on a one-on-one encounter and only if they try to start a conversation with you. If you're drunk, then please, for the love of God, do not have this conversation. Walk away. That is a great way of how to make the situation worse. Always, please, Always, you must do this. You need to be proper. You need to be proper in text or in person. Never get emotional. Hold your head up high and know who the fuck you are and what you deserve and know your standards. But if it is not the response that you want, smile and walk away. And finally, the come up story. This is absolutely my favorite. We see this in movies where the person builds themselves up and dresses to the fucking nine looking like a goddamn snack and makes that person regret their decision. And guess what, guys? This translates into real life. In closing this episode out, we need to be okay with rejection and know that most of the time, it has nothing to do with us. Now, there will be times in your life where you fucked up, and that is okay. Move on and take what you have learned from that situation and put it to the next one. Now, for the people that are listening, that have wasted my time, I don't wish you ill. I honestly hope for a very happy, fulfilling life for you, but I do wish for you to trip and break your fucking nose. Love ya. Honestly, after this conversation, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of feel really good. I feel like I have finally let out a lot of built-up emotion that I have been 
allowing to just stay trapped in me. And I can say with confidence that I know a lot of you guys have done the same. But guys, the last thing that I will say is we need to normalize talking about our rejection stories. Make them something where you get all of the homies together and laugh about it because if you look at it from a different angle, it's funny as fuck in the weirdest way possible. But if you have been rejected, for whatever reason, that's none of your business, right into the show, our Instagram page. You're not alone. We have all been rejected miserably. Take it from me. Even Zac Efron has been rejected. Think about that. If that man's getting rejected, then we all need to be talking about this. So the one beneficial thing that I will say and speak about about getting rejected is you know, when you're at a bar or you're ever in a social situation and you do get rejected and the dude is clearly not interested, if you handle yourself in a mature, you know, proper way, then it's not a big deal anymore. You know, I've always been very stern about it's kind of the belief of practice makes perfect in the weirdest way possible. The more times you get rejected, the more times you're resilient towards it, especially in these kinds of situations, you know, a bar, you know, messaging or anything like that. You become resilient towards it where your mentality has changed. It's okay. He's not interested. Goodbye. Next one, because there's going to be somebody that is interested. And I remember, you know, we've all been young. The first time you get rejected in this kind of way is kind of the hardest because that's when that is a ego hit. That's a hit to the ego. And the first thing you're thinking about is, oh my God, I'm ugly. He doesn't like my personality, all this other stuff. Again, like I've been saying, that's none of your fucking business. It really is not because everybody has their own different reasons, what they're going on and through their life. It doesn't matter. But the greatest thing about it is you move on. You develop the thinking that, okay, perfect. I'll just move on to the next person. It stops affecting you in such a horrible way. And the last final thoughts of this and rejection and everything that I have said, the one thing that I still stand by strongly is that you have to have respect for yourself because that is the one thing that I still do have for myself. And in this life, in this dating scene, and in this community, that is the greatest thing that you can have. That is one of your biggest assets that you can have. And I think on the final, final thing, I know I I have just said that and said that, but the last final part to this is I've talked to a lot of you guys you know, the people that have wrote in my friends and, you know, everybody in this community, it doesn't matter if you are straight, if you are gay, it doesn't matter. We're all going through this, except the number one thing to think about is you cannot hold on to these people, these people that have harmed you, these people that have made you feel like shit about yourself, worthless and question who you are as a person. Because when you do that, you are jeopardizing every other person after them. Even if they're good people, the first thing that you're going to have on your mind is I wonder how this dude's going to fuck this up. And guess what? If you have this feeling, it's probably going to come true because you're going to be looking for the first thing that they do wrong and you're going to be judging them hardcore and making a huge assumption of who they are as a person. You can't do that. You have to let everything go. Trust me. Take it from me that somebody that has been rejected and not just rejected where you've been left on red, but 
I've been rejected in the ways that makes you never want to date somebody again. And it's sad to admit, but I was somebody that was holding all of this built up frustration towards dating and everybody that I was meeting where it was prohibiting me from meeting other people that did come into my life that could have been great changes or could have added something new to the table. The thing I'll say is you have to let it go. You have to truly forgive and forget and trust that it's not going to happen again. You just have to truly trust that every dude that you meet, this is not going to be the same situation. You cannot keep having this feeling or this notion that every dude you come into contact with is just shit. Because if you believe that, it will be true and it will come true. It will manifest into your life. And I would like to say I learned this lesson a long time ago, but truthfully, I learned it this past weekend and I'm learning it right now as I say these words to you because I've never talked about this before. I've never expressed the different types of rejection that I have faced and how it's personally affected me. But honestly, after having this conversation, even though it's on a mic, I honestly feel like 50 pounds of weight have been lifted from my shoulders. I know that moving forward and going on dates, not only is that trust going to come back, but I'm not going to be manifesting that these dudes are going to already be a piece of shit. It wipes the slate clean. And that is the greatest way that I can describe the benefits of identifying what happened to you and letting it go so it doesn't control the rest of your fucking life. And I know nobody wants to be in this situation. You do not want to wake up when you're older and be alone because every person you met, you either manifested that they were going to be a piece of shit or that you thought that there was something better out there. Because guess what? There's not. This goes into any kind of situation, though. If you're in ever a public situation, you're at a house party, you're at a bar, and you actually find somebody that's genuinely interested in you, and they're beautiful, and they're hot, but in the back of your mind, you're just like, oh, but if I can get this person, I could probably get somebody twice as better. You know what happens to you? You end up being last call, and then you don't get anything. Stop being fucking greedy, especially with people. Again, this was not an episode that I thought I was going to do just because I feel very vulnerable in this situation. I mean, no one wants to get up on fucking stage or on a mic, you know, or a podcast for that fact, and just say, I have been rejected. But the best highlight to this is think about the people you haven't been rejected by. Because I can say with a clear heart, the people that have shown me respect and love have been some of the most influential people in my life. And that goes back to the thought quality over quantity. And I'll truthfully say this, anybody that's listening that I've had this kind of connection with, you're amazing. You're absolutely amazing. You're doing it right. And I hope more people follow in your lead. And in this community, we dispose of this feeling that there will always be something better Because that better is fucking right in front of you having a conversation with you, trying to get to know you. So try to get to know him. That's all I have to say for this episode. Thank you guys again so much for listening, tuning in. Again, this wasn't like any other episode. I know this was probably like a, oh, fuck, like (laughs) he's fucking going on a rant, but you know, it won't be the last. So Thank you guys all so much for listening. Tell your friends, tell your homophobic family members, whatever. Give us a rating or a review. Tell us, you know, what you think of the show. We would deeply appreciate it. And the last words I'll say to you is I love you guys and I will see you next week. Goodbye. (laughs) 